All right. I'm going to do the thing today. Okay. Welcome to Moody Broads. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel Riley, is that you? (laughs) I'm Rachel Rangel, and Rachel Riley's not here today, but I have Rico. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say your last name. I mean, it's not like it's a an alias we could go with rico ray rico ray. go with the alliteration Ooh, i like that, that wait yeah, wait what? alliteration i don't know i think so i'm not no english major yeah we we talked about this earlier i don't i don't know a lot of Words. actual english stuff i could just write a good essay i can speak english <laughs> and read it okay ish yes um rachel riley's not here because she's potty training toddler uh twins twin toddlers um I feel like that doesn't really need any extra explanation. She's in uh, the seventh ring of hell right now. Yes. There's pee everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly on her couch. (laughs) I think she said something about getting a new couch. So like, oh, maybe this is part of her plan to get a new couch faster. Yeah. (laughs) She'll be like, Zach, we have to replace it. It's been peed on by children. She's probably going to start doing that on purpose to her bed because she wanted... (gasps) a what is it a vibrating bed frame yeah this is a this is part of a scheme yeah you know what good for her Mm -hmm. rachel i respect the hell out of you for like doing what you need to do to get what you need in this world yeah we won't tell zach yeah no zach don't listen to this no i don't think he does anymore actually i think the i think they've given up on listening to it the the men folk in our lives if he does hi zach Hi, Zach. <laughs> I will say Matt listened to one episode yeah. of the podcast, and it was when he was driving here from Texas by himself with the dog, and he literally had nothing else to do. Do you know what episode it was? It was the one, actually, it was probably the worst episode to start on, because it was the one where Rachel and I got really serious about what was going on with her dad. I like the serious ones. You like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when y'all get like super deep into like hard topics interesting mm-hmm. i didn't think anybody liked those like, i like those fuck yeah yeah interesting i'm gonna do more serious episodes i'm just kidding i probably can't do that because you know me i i deal with life by making jokes it's about like everything well yeah i mean yeah. i have you gotta have the jokes you got because if i want to listen to a straight serious podcast i would listen to something that was Cereal. not called moody broads that's true yes that's true mm-hmm. you know it's been called the greatest podcast of all time by my by my mom oh she's I mean, she's a genius. She's basically like the, the, and she the makes Ebert of Delicious podcasts. eggplant parm. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Go Morgan. Go yeah. you, mom. I know you're listening. Yeah. She's one of the loyal ones. She's a ride or die. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Also, invite me over. Yeah. I mean, you're going back to Texas soon. I should probably mention the fact that Rico's here with me. He came all the way here from Texas. Um, he's doing like a East Coast road trip um, vacation thing. And he... <laughs> I swear you came into town at the best time (laughs) because Matt left and like the day after he left, we lost our kickball tournament, (laughs) like immediately lost it. And so I wasn't in the best mood. And then like the next day I woke up and couldn't turn my head to the left. So I was just like, oh, all right. Well, fuck me. Right. And then Rico's like, you know what? I'm coming to see you tomorrow. And I was like, yes. And so I feel like you've rescued me from a pretty shitty week in terms of like, I'm pretty sure both dogs have thrown up uh, at least once in the house. 
Um, oh yeah my back has hurt the kids um betty got in trouble at school report cards came home like it's just been kind of like a nice uh like domino effect of shit shows Mm -hmm. and i feel like you've made it much better (laughs) (laughs) i feel bad because i'm like probably the worst hostess ever i'm like how do you feel about screaming children and me complaining about my back hurting and you're just like cool with it i mean i knew what i was getting into yeah the children stuff i expected i forgot that you got back and neck probs I do. from your childhood. Yeah, man, it's it's some bullshit. Um, um I do want to say that I've watched more scary movies in the <laughs> past week than I think I have in the past f- pretty much the entire time I've been married to Matt. Yes. She, we watched yeah. four scary movies four nights in a row. Yes. Wait, no, I feel like I should have worded that differently. But they know what I mean. Everybody yeah, knows yeah. what I mean. Everyone yeah. knows. Everyone knows. What what did we watch? We watched um, The Conjuring, Mm -hmm. Conjuring 2, Mm -hmm. Insidious, The Nun, and then Eli, which is on Netflix, which is probably my least favorite. I wasn't a big fan of Eli. I wasn't either. Yeah, it wasn't that great. And also, just so everybody knows, there's a space in between the fourth and fifth one. I I know how to count. Yeah, you're really good at counting. Well, I'm not good at third grade math. Fourth grade math? Third grade math. Third grade math. There, There is a, it's very humbling when you're an adult and you are reminded that you can't do third grade math well because yeah. you and I both have gone through that this week I mean I knew I couldn't do college level math very well because I literally had to take a prep course and then I failed after taking the prep course mm-hmm. um, because there's probably something wrong with my brain when it comes to math that's okay I get by it's okay mm-hmm. I'm not like bankrupt because of it I just can't like do math anyway um yeah helping betty with uh math was humbling um we got betty a tutor who's smarter than pretty much anyone else i know so she's got that going for her and uh i mean all in all i just wish you could stay forever (laughs) (laughs) do you want to move in (laughs) it's definitely been an experience (laughs) i definitely felt like a dad Yes. I was like, all right, getting up at 6.30, 6.45 every morning, like yes. making, well, I've only made lunch like twice and both times it was quesadillas, which was super um, easy. No, but. I, <laughs> the fact that you made lunch for my kids and I didn't have to was, I mean, I'll take it. I don't care what you make them. Um, I will say like we've, we've had this running joke um, since we moved from tech or before we moved from Texas where you told some of the lifeguards that worked for you that my kids were your kids because they saw them walking around with you at the pool right and they look more like you than they do me because i'm white like super caucasian and my kids are clearly hispanic um so the joke has been for anyone who doesn't know that rico is my kid's other dad and that we're in a platonic three-way marriage and i should probably add that rico's a deadbeat who has not paid me one penny of no. child support so he was like okay i'll come parent these kids for one week mm-hmm. and like how do you feel a tired tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've been normally i'm like you know super night owl like i stay up till like 1 a.m well that's when i go to bed and then even then i'm still up you know even later on my phone or watching tv or whatever till who knows when and each one of these nights has been a struggle to stay up past 9 p.m yep because I'm just so tired. They oh wear God. you out mentally more yeah. than anything. It's been really weird transitioning from like a night owl to a morning person in like instantly. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm getting up. I, I've only had to, I don't think a single night I've been here 
or a single morning, I have actually woken up because of my alarm. No. I've just woken up early. Because of screeching. You can say it. Um, Screeching. I don't know if that's what woke me up, but it was definitely happening. Yeah. I mean... The kid, the, the probably the hardest part about getting up every day, it's because because getting up in the morning has never been a problem for mm-hmm. me. I am a morning person, um, not like an annoying morning person. Like I don't want to like you're like good morning. Yeah, no, I'm How more just you? like I'm okay getting up early. I I like morning whatever uh and i've never been much of a night owl i've always been kind of like a puss in terms of how late i can stay Mm -hmm. up i'm not i've never been able to rage i used to fall asleep in people's laundry rooms at house parties and not because of too much (laughs) alcohol just because i was tired and it was quiet that would be the best place to fall asleep clean laundry yes hopefully you weren't sleeping on dirty laundry no no it was always clean i had standards great um but, you know, it depended actually on how much I had drank because um, this was this was a different time in my life. Yes. But um, waking up early has never been a problem for me. But waking up early to angry, grouchy little people who don't yeah. want to get ready for school yeah. or who want to get ready for school, but they want to wear a tank top when it's 30 degrees out or uh, want to wear a shirt that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. I got rid of it a year ago. Um, we donated it because it doesn't fit you or it has a hole in it and it's in the trash, whatever. Um, or, you know, uh, just, you know, a variety of reasons. It's, it's hard getting kids out the door in the morning, but I shouldn't complain because I'm at that age now with my kids where they're both in school. And so it, it's rough for about an hour and then they go to school for like seven hours. Yeah. But that seven hours really flies by. Yes, it does. Yeah. I And it's funny because I think about, you know, when I was in school and the day just dragged yeah. and now I'm like, wow. When you're not in school, it goes by so fast. Because <laughs> I really feel like we drop them off, go do like two things. And yes. then it's like, all right, let's go get these kids. Well, it doesn't help that I live in a small town. And like in order to get to any like actual like real uh, That's true. shopping areas to do like the 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 real life errands i have to drive like a minimum of 20 minutes but That's it's okay true. i dragged you all the way to wilmington for a doctor's appointment that i actually did not have <laughs> <laughs> yes um good times good times you've mm-hmm. been a good sport um the funny part of that too was that we thought it was at 11 yes so we had gone straight after dropping off the kids yep get to wilmington do like one thing two things maybe yeah. and then we're like oh it's actually at one we have so much time so what do we, we do now yes yeah, so and then we had to fill in kill more time you know do more things yeah get to the doctor's appointment still early and then you're like oh well it i don't have a doctor turns out i canceled this doctor's appointment but forgot to remove it from my calendar and my iphone lied to me yep um speaking of doctor's appointments um what was i going to say uh (laughs) i'm taking rufus in Mm -hmm. because he's turned into an asshole how have you felt about my dogs this week so honest thoughts only definitely uh cooling on duke yeah now that i've spent a significant amount of time for him or with him i mean uh yeah i have no desire to keep him i really was on the fence when y'all were joking about it i was like maybe i can convince my parents let me keep the dog yeah 100 percent do not want him no he's Um, a horrible dog yeah rufus made me a little bit nervous at the beginning yeah but he's fine he's just he's just an old grumpy boy Mm -hmm. and I feel as though I've never wanted a fence in my yard more than I do now. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be starting in a few days, thank God. Um, yeah, Duke's a complete piece of crap. Um, he's super cute. Uh, he's a good snuggler. But other than that, just trash. 
trash dog. Yeah. Um, not to say that we're not going to keep him forever and love on him, but we're going to complain the whole time. Yeah. Fucking Duke. Fucking Duke. So what did you think about, um, what have you felt about this town that I live in? Um, He's small. Yeah. So it's definitely smaller than I was expecting because I've lived in, you know, when I went to school in Denton, like that, to me, that was a small town, but it definitely yeah. leagues bigger than yeah. this town. Um, but it's cute. What about Food Lion? What are your, what's your stance on Food Lion? Food Lion, um, they could probably stand to raise their ceilings and it would feel a lot less claustrophobic in there. Right. Um, but I gotta say that other grocery store tripped me up way more than Harris Teeter fucked you up, huh? Yeah. I did not like getting in line directly behind the cashier. That is an odd setup. I awkwardly have to then walk around them just seems kind of like unnecessary harris teeter if you're listening yeah y'all gotta like your fix stores. this shit that is like ancient like inefficient but i mean compared to food lion i mean it was cleaner it's like a it's like a resort comparatively yeah. it's it's just not dark and dingy and i'm very anti uh yeah anti-food line also i just don't understand why we don't have another grocery store in this town but it be what it be yeah i mean yeah i i mean i understand why there's only one but they could definitely do better than food line yes because it kind of reminds me like i feel like this town isn't really that much bigger than aransas pass and in aransas pass in texas they have only one grocery store but that grocery store is h-e-b oh god i miss h-e-b so much h-e-b really is a superior grocery store and you and, and you know it when you live yeah. in Texas, you know it's a great grocery store. And then you move away from it and you're like, oh, fuck. No, it, it really is the best grocery store. Best prices, best quality, blah, blah, blah. So, anywho, I just want to say thank you for getting me through this past week of just absolute dog crap. Literally. <laughs> there was, yeah. Duke is like so scary. still not potty trained. And I'm just, I don't know why. <laughs> the worst dog ever yeah yeah he is but i'm glad i could help oh yeah i'm so glad but seriously don't tell my mom how much dishes i did because she's gonna be fucking pissed no and at first i was very like self-conscious about how many dishes you were doing because i was kind of like no you're hosting him you should take care of him he's your guest but then like you were like no i don't mind and i was like rachel let him help you're Mm -hmm. a mess like you're tired and like this isn't anything new i'm always tired and i'm always a mess so anyway i want to thank you for all the dishes you've done but if you're listening mama mama lopez (laughs) no dishes were done no at all i literally just sat on his ass all week yeah yeah honestly just be grateful he does anything at your house because he did nothing at my house (laughs) we've also been watching a lot of 90 day fiance which I find is a lot more fun to watch with somebody than alone because that's another show that Matt refuses to watch with me. Oh. Yeah. So he'll watch 600 Pound. We still haven't watched 600 Pound Live together. Okay, tonight we're we watching watch it. it to- we're going to yeah. watch it. So okay. Matt can just like hate and rage. Yeah. Rage. Okay. Yeah. No. But he'll watch that show, but he won't watch 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. I, I, he won't really get into it. That just doesn't gets, make sense. I know. Maybe we, I'm liking, uh, I feel like I actually prefer before the 90 Days to the actual 90 day fiance i don't know i can never really tell there's also it's all garbage out what's out now fire. there's also like 90 days the other way 
Mm. which i forget what the difference is but 90 days the other yeah, way yeah and then they have like they also have the pillow talk series where it's like the not characters but the people that are on like a different season mm-hmm. or maybe it's the current season i don't know they're basically watching the episode while like they're like on their beds chilling or whatever and then making commentary on the episode i would watch that it's uh it's honestly kind of annoying because they all act like uh, all high and mighty and i'm like literally you were just having the most dramatic problems of your entire life but yeah just go ahead and pretend like you're perfect and your relationship is perfect but whatever i will say i do have moments of clarity where i'm thinking about like how much i judge these people and then i kind of try to imagine what my life would look like if someone walked around filming me and i would probably look like a raging cunt that is well that's not what i was gonna say that you're gonna say no, it's okay it's i thought okay you're gonna say a, yeah. a mess and I was gonna say that's how I felt earlier at the gym after I finished doing the deadlifts, and I was trying to re-rack the <laughs> forty-five pound um, weights, but there it's in like one of those stupid like on the floor racks where you have to like roll it into place, but mm-hmm. it was really full, and so it kept falling out, and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> and I'm over here trying not to pass out because I haven't eaten, and it was like one thirty already. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, feel about that. I feel the way every time I go to that gym, um, any of the, especially that particular gym on Camp Lejeune, because it's pretty much mostly active duty people working mm-hmm. out and they're all in good shape and they know what they're doing. And then I come strutting in there and I'm like, where are them five pound dumbbells at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk on an incline for 20 minutes like I couldn't do that outside. Uh, but sometimes you want the climate control like today when it's freezing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that can be intimidating and, uh, more so than civilian gyms, I feel. Yeah. I haven't gone to a regular gym in like over three years now though. Yeah. Cause you work on base and you work with mostly active duty mm-hmm. people. Free so military just... or no, let's not even say free gym access. It's nice. Nice. Saves me like $21 a month. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I read an article about how Instagram's business accounts. Um, so you can have a regular Instagram account, you can have a business account, or you can have a creator account. Um, they basically allow you to see analytics on your posts, promote your posts, all that jazz. Um, the problem is a lot of them, uh, well, not a lot of them. One option is that you can expose your email and phone number and have it public on your page, which right. if you're running a business is fantastic, right? But the problem being, uh, according to this article, is that a lot of teenagers, and I mean like sub-18 teenagers. Minors, yeah. Yes, minors. That's the word. <laughs> uh, are doing this. They're getting a business account because they want to monitor who's looking or, or how their posts are doing because okay. Instagram is a popularity contest. Yeah. Especially to minors. And um, they're like exposing their email and phone numbers, which when you're dealing with minors is really fucking dangerous. I mean, you're just giving creeps another avenue to talk to them. That said, um, there is a way to hide it, but they're saying that a lot of people don't know how to do it. I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple option. You can hide your email and phone number. Um, but the email or the article was just discussing like the, what's the word? consequences of mm-hmm. this of letting teenagers um i can't remember wh- what the numbers was but you know there's like well over a billion people on instagram okay. and how a pretty good chunk of that are teens and that there's no oversight and that 
the only reason you have to be 13 or older to be on Instagram has to do with a law that was put in place having to do with like web content. Um, my question for you, should we even let minors on Instagram? Um, I'm going to go with. Because you are younger than me. Yeah. And I feel like Instagram was around when you were in high school, right? Yeah, I think I made it in like a, when I was in 11th grade. So that was like 2011. Okay. See, it was not around when I was in high school. And um, I'm just trying to kind of like look at it from like a realistic standpoint. Like teens have social media now and it can be a good thing. can also be a bad thing. Um, should Instagram try keeping people maybe say under 16 off Instagram? I mean, the thing is they could try, but what are they really going to do? Like, it's not like they're having to show an ID or anything like that. Like I've definitely joined sites where I didn't meet the minimum age requirement. And all you have to do is check a box saying, yes, I am this age, you know? Yeah. So it's even if they were to set up some sort of rules, which I mean, you know, they said you said that they have that 13 and over rule. Yes. I'm sure there's tons of kids that are younger than that. that are just clicking the box and joining. Yes. And so, so one thing the article brought up about that is that, yes, you have to be 13. Um, you have to click that. Yes, I'm 13. And I acknowledge that I have to be 13. And the only way that this is really policed is by people reporting the pages. Mm -hmm. So if you see a page that you are pretty sure is being operated by someone under the age of 13, you report it unless because there is a... Um, What's it called? I can't think today. <laughs> I mean, There's an exception yeah. for accounts run by parents for their kids. And it has to state explicitly in the bio that this account is being run by the parent of this kid. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It just scares me because we probably have, you know, a few more years before Betty's like, can I please get an Instagram? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say no <laughs> because I know what's on Instagram. Yeah. Um, But it, it, it does kind of, there's Instagram doesn't do a good job of policing content. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's hard. Like, it's how very hard. Um, but I mean, as far as people reporting it, I feel like that's the most you can do, um, unless they're literally scanning every single picture, which uh, some apps will do. Uh, but it's still hard, and sometimes there's a lot of errors. Like when I had my, well, I still have my Tumblr. But whenever Yahoo took over and they decided to get rid of all the pornography and stuff like that, not that I had pornography on my blog, but a lot of my pictures got flagged as being inappropriate. Yes, I've heard and, that happen to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, and a lot of them were, you know, I might have just been shirtless or one of them was like a picture of me completely clothed holding my baby cousin. And yeah. I was like, uh, this is... It's like all done um, through like an algorithm rather yeah. than an actual human being looking yeah. at them. And they're also trying to be more safe than sorry, which is the whole point of taking porn off Tumblr, which mm -hmm. I know was controversial Super for sure. Um, let me see here. I found the article. Yeah, they say that business profiles, they think there's 200 million minors. Wait. 200,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really, I told you I'm illiterate. Um, 200,000 okay. minors using the setting. I find it hard to believe that there's 200,000 minors with legitimate businesses. Yeah. Or definitely. even like content creating. Like I really doubt it. They're doing it because they want to use Instagram in a way that helps them get followers, interactions, things like that because it's a popularity contest. I mean. How do you feel about Instagram taking away 
um, hiding likes. That honestly is super annoying because I'm I'm absolutely 100% one of those people that lives off of likes. Really? Yes. Okay. I care so much about it. I know I shouldn't, but I do. Hmm. I purposely will try to post at a time of day where I know more like people are going to be like waking up and, you know, just getting on their phones just to kill time to try to maximize the amount of likes. Okay. I get. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Have usually you looked up like what time that is. I usually just do it around nine. Okay. All in right. the morning. Um, and I've noticed that if I, if I just post something, you know, say at like 1 PM, 2 PM, it's going to do really bad. Interesting. But I also have a personal role where like I don't delete any of my pictures so even if it doesn't get a lot of likes, like I would prefer, I still leave it up anyways. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm a terrible person. No, I think <laughs> that's actually really common. Like I've read, um, especially when I was trying to model and I was like trying to kind of like crack the algorithm and get your, because that that's a really big way to network and like when you're trying to build a portfolio is Instagram. Um, hashtags were obviously a big part of it. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, yeah, like what to post, when to post, what time to post. And I do remember seeing something where like the most trafficked time on Instagram is like Wednesday nights. Mm. Um, I've never really paid attention to like when I post my pictures. Um, but I, I, I guess if I actually looked at it, there probably is a time and place where they do better. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them taking away the likes. Um, the person will still be able to see the likes. You will. You'll be able to see how many people like your picture. Oh. Other people won't be able to see. So you'll still be good. But mm. if your post gets a thousand likes and you're like, wow, I've never gotten so many likes before. No one yeah, else will see. I feel like that's going to take away the satisfaction. I don't know if I'll still feel the same way if nobody else <laughs> sees. So according to this little article, it says, oh, well, I guess it just hates me. It says <laughs> the best time to post on Instagram is between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. CDT. So what is that? Central. central. Yeah, central time. Um... It says the best day to post on Instagram is Thursday. Oh, okay. I was wrong. At 5 a.m., 11 a.m., and 4 p.m. What? So I guess that's what I'm going to be doing now. 5 a.m.? Hmm. Maybe it's for the international uh, peeps. If you're trying to get people's attention across the pond where you're talking Europe's like five or six hours ahead of the eastern seaboard. Maybe. I have my Instagram on private though, so... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, my Instagram's not private just because I try to use it for the podcast. Um, but I do try to keep you know, yeah, I mean, family you have stuff your off there. I have I have more reasons. Um, I do feel kind of like a little bit of a um, like a a fake sometimes because like I will. Um, I, I I don't know if people think I'm trying to like hide the fact that I'm a mother. I'm just trying not to put my kids on any sort of like public social media even if I don't have like a big following even if I'm a very average Instagram user I still just personally for me do not want yeah there's some kids. weird people out there's there. a lot of weird people yeah. out there um, and I'm not judging people who like make a living off mommy blogging I mean good for you mm -hmm. good for you I couldn't do it because I don't think anyone wants my advice because I'm a kind of a shit show uh, <laughs> oh thank you for nodding at that you're like <laughs> you're like just don't get a whatever what is dude called again a French bulldog. Don't get a French bulldog. Don't get a French bulldog. Make sure you're stocked up on almond milk because you're going to have a five-year-old who wants to make chocolate milk eight times a day and then not drink it. Yeah. Um. I Actually, you know what? I should start like an anti-blog for Here's moms. what not to do. Here's what not to do. Don't be like me. I mean, I'm not the worst, but I am far from the best. <laughs> um, like, like, I'm an okay mom. But I'm not like mommy blogger status. You're a pretty good mom. Uh, you got lots of patience. I love That's you. That's for goddamn Thank sure. You. I do have a lot of patience. I will give myself that. Mm -hmm. But that might be why I have so much back pain. 
Because, you know, they say emotions manifest sometimes. They get, like, stored up in your... No, this may be some real hippie shit, but, like, maybe it's true. Like, you store emotions, like, anger and stuff. And yeah. And it starts to turn into pain. That might be why my back hurts, because I'm so nice to my kids. Isn't that why uh, I feel like a lot of people say, like, guys die sooner? Because they always, like, keep everything emotionally bottled up. <laughs> yes. And then they die of heart attacks. Married men live longer than single men, though. Did you know that? Mm, makes sense on average married men live longer than single women men and married women do not live as long as single women so what does that tell you right yeah i've talked to him with matt about that i'm like yeah if you think about it like a married man like more than likely has a woman like kind of making sure he eats Mm -hmm. goes to the doctor does all these things and a married woman like they tend to have kids which they will they will kill you oh yeah yeah slowly I mean, slowly, because um, they make you really happy, but then they also make you very tired and very stressed. And then, you know, by the time they're teenagers, you no longer have to like meet their every need. You don't have to like spoon feed them everything. But then they're like going out and Hormonal like doing God raging. knows what. Yeah. And then you're just stressed out emotionally. So, yeah. But married men living longer did not surprise me at all. Yeah. no, Because they have it pretty good. Oh, yeah. Let's get real. Um. Yeah, and I think I think I think Matt's well aware of that actually. I think if he had to take care of himself 24/7, like his life would be simpler. But he would also have to work a little harder at certain things, like laundry. Oh. Dishes. Oh. Decorating. Although no, he wouldn't decorate. He wouldn't fucking decorate. <laughs> no, he'd be like for what? He's like, "Why <laughs> are we decorating for Christmas? It's only one day." Like he's just like, "Why do we celebrate birthdays? It's only one day." Like he does he's just He's one of those people that's like really smart and therefore emotionally stunted. The it, It's funny you like brought up the decorating thing though because you know recently you, you have heard me complaining about decorating for Christmas. Yep, yep, yep. Because I do not know it. Um, what up Rico? But I've been, I've been thinking about it like whenever like I am out on my own and have my own house or even apartment I guess. Um, I'm just like I don't know if I'm going to decorate. Yeah. Like I think about that a lot and I don't know why because it's not even like a big deal but I'm like yeah. Why, what would even be the reason if I'm by myself? Yeah, if you're by yourself, I guess there's really not much of a reason unless you just yeah. really... Some people get like a like, lot of authentic enjoyment out of it though. Yeah. Which your mom sounds like one of those people. Yeah, my mom. Rachel Riley's one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she's as crazy as my mom though. My mom gets a Christmas tree for every room in the house. So maybe... I And I know I can't be alone in this. Like I like decorating for Christmas, but I don't want to go too ham bone because that's just more shit I have to put away Dude, during the Christmas hangover, which is what I... see. Yeah. We have a huge like barn shed mm-hmm. in our backyard and it's lofted. Okay. And on one of the sides of the lofts, we probably have at least five huge like of those plastic tote container things yes just christmas yeah and then of course there's like a handful for halloween and a handful for whatever other season or holidays there are it's but christmas is definitely like the biggest your mom goes ham on christmas huh yeah yeah on top of you know having the the whole tree up there and yeah who knows what else i don't know i don't deal with that stuff yeah, I always get really, uh, like, I find it very depressing putting away the Christmas decorations. Yeah. So um, that's one reason I don't like to go crazy putting them up because I'm just like, it's more shit to take down when I'm feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not depressed, but you know what I mean. Uh, Christmas is, leading up to Christmas is awesome. Like, 
I mean, maybe not for you because you hate everything, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I love the lead up to Christmas. I love all the traditions and the gift exchanges. Yeah, and it's probably different because you have kids and it's, you get to yes. see them get all excited and stuff. Christmas does get a million times better when you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it not it gonna... really, truly does. Like really all holidays get better when you have kids. Um, Halloween in particular gets a lot better when you have kids. Oh. Mm. well okay in different ways like i can't rage i was like i like to yeah I like but to when do i rage anyway Halloween. um well you like, had a wine this weekend i did have a wine this weekend yep. i like how we're calling it a wine yeah it's like, the new thing yes i will you will not catch me smoking a weed anytime soon but you will catch me drinking a wine that's fine baby yeah. steps we'll get baby you there. steps baby steps <laughs> baby steps i haven't smoked <laughs> weed in well over 10 years wow yeah that's a long i've time. never even tried any cbd products just because, I mean, I'm I'm well medicated off of pharmaceuticals. <laughs> it oh, sounds yeah. like I take so many medications. I take one antidepressant, but let me just say it works very well for me. Yeah. Especially <laughs> now that I'm back on the right dosage. dosage. What's up? Yeah. Um, I went to therapy for the first time, like when it, I wasn't in like a crisis mood because I've been to therapy pretty much like for good stretches on and off since like 2018 when I started like exhibiting symptoms of OCD but I went to therapy last week for the first time where it was just like why are you here and I'm like I just kind of just want to you know feel even better than I do now because life's okay um and she was like oh okay well that's great and it's like kind of nerve-wracking because now it's like you have to do the nitty-gritty work you're not just talking about like how do I manage my anxiety symptoms it's like are you happy what are you not happy with? What can you do better? How's your marriage? That are could you a be good a little, mother? yeah. Yeah. That would be a little nerve wracking because then all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, <laughs> I'm actually not happy. Exactly. Thanks. Like, I mean, I, I my, my life's pretty good. I can't complain. Um, But like just looking at like, and, and for me, it's like delving into like grief. Mm-hmm. Like I am not ready to delve into grief surrounding my dad's death. I'm not ready to delve into uh just like the traumatic shit that's happened even though overall my life's been pretty cushy it's been all right i mean oh well i wasn't saying none of that i was saying it's fine if oh i was gonna say i was like no my life's really been pretty cushy like (laughs) it it really hasn't been that bad (laughs) i've had a i've had a pretty good um speaking of uh growing up and childhoods what did you think of T.I. taking his daughter to the gyno to that have her hymen checked? is the grossest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. I could see from like a parent standpoint, like you don't want your kids to be, you know, doing whatever. Like you want them to stay your kids. Yeah. But like to go as far as to going with your daughter to her gynecologist appointment yeah. to get her hymen checked. What? Who? Why, when, where, how? I, and like at that point, how old is she? I think she's 19 now, but she okay, was see? 16. She oh, that's was what a they were minor. talking about. Yes. Okay. And I, and, I, and I know that people were talking about it on Twitter, and she was going through and liking tweets that basically was calling her dad out on being creepy and being mm. controlling. So it doesn't seem like she particularly approved of it. Oh, I, who would? I mean, it was it was kind of shocking to me because like my first reaction was like, yeah, that's that's not cool. Like mm. and this is coming from the perspective of a parent who God, man, it would be fantastic if my kids waited until like they were over the age of 18 to start doing things sexually. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm saying that of somebody who did not wait that long. Like, just just dealing with, like, all the messy stuff that comes from, like, sex. Um, 
yeah, obviously it's enjoyable, but like you're still you're still young and you still don't know yourself and there's so many things that can go wrong. And yeah, there's a lot of stress that comes There's with a lot of too. stress that comes with it and like so much mental energy is taken up by like worrying about it and like when am I going to do it? Who am I going to do it with? Or like drama surrounding it that it's just like, man, at that time in your life, like if you can like go back and tell your teenage self like, yo, just get good grades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like wouldn't that be cool? Uh, but nobody thinks like that when they're a teenager. So I, I saying all that, yeah it's fucking gross um and i was surprised that i was listening to a couple other podcasts that brought it up and they were kind of like justifying it and these are like pretty like liberal leaning people was it men or women saying that it was good both wow it was I, i heard at least one man and one woman who like i said and i do feel like it was a little um I do think like there's a little bit of like political bias um, from people. Ti is a rapper. He's liberal. He hate he like all these things. And I feel like people who maybe identify um, as such would be outraged if someone who was like a Donald Trump did the same thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just like it's creepy. No matter who does it, and like we have to stop making excuses for people because we think that they're progressive in other ways yeah no i mean at the end of the day it definitely wasn't cool and i I, yeah like you said like 16 it's a little young but once your kid is obviously reaching the age of like maybe sexual maturity not so much mentally mature but like they're probably going to be getting into things you should just be pushing like hey you know be, be safe, safe make yeah. smart choices you like, can talk to me you can come them. to me because abstinence just doesn't work like there's been so many studies that shows it just fucks people up it does well and so. that was the thing is i i heard i saw something on facebook where they were basically saying like this is essentially sexual abuse because you're and um, mental abuse yeah and i kind of agree and like the the uh people who were supporting it were kind of like look He's a father. She's a minor. She lives in his house. It's his job to keep her safe, which means not getting STDs and not getting pregnant. And he's doing that in a way that works for him. And I'm like, mm. but that's also violating. It's a physical thing. Like, yeah. Okay. So you're going to be cool with making her wear a chastity belt? Exactly. Like, like, no. I think it's I think it's the whole physical examination thing. Like, I have no problem with if you want to be one of those crazy strict parents who like never lets your kid be alone with the opposite sex until they graduate high school. Like, I don't care. Right. You, you have a right to do that. I yeah. really do. Like your kid's probably going to rebel and sneak around, but that's your right to do it. I think it becomes abusive when you're talking about a physical violation like that. Yeah, because like, that's invasive. Exactly. Like, like it's the invasive. definition of invasive. Yeah. So I was like, I just don't. I was like, there's you can't write this off as a dad just being protective. Like this is physically invasive and you're basically teaching her that her body isn't hers and I'm not saying that you should swing the absolute opposite away and just be like well it's your body you can have sex whenever you want because I do feel like as a parent before they are adults you do have a responsibility to keep them safe now most of the time they're going to have sex anyway Mm -hmm. right and so as parents ideally we cultivate a relationship with our kids that's based on trust and openness to the point where like your kid feels like okay I want to have sex and I want to get on birth control so I'm going to tell my parents um, and they feel like they can do that that's great Mm -hmm. but I also don't think that we should I don't know this this whole thing really has me thinking about how I'm going to approach it when the girls are old enough to be doing this stuff or I shouldn't say old enough but old enough that they're doing it that it might be a possibility (sighs) yes yeah 
Um, like I, I know some people are very extreme where they're like, oh, well, I mean, I know my kid is going to be having sex, my teenager. And so I'd rather them be doing it here where I know they're safe than going out and sneaking around. Yeah. And I just don't know that. That's also a super weird thought process. It is. Like I just, I, as, as like open and um, like I try to have a very like open dialogue and I hope that I can be that mom that my kids like feel like they can tell me anything. Yeah. I don't think there will ever be a point where I'm okay with my minors having people over and me knowingly like yeah. knowing that they're having sex in my house yeah that would be so weird like right? somebody called how's Susie doing oh she's in her room getting her back blown out yeah. like it's no big deal what the fuck no I that's fucking can't. weird like and I and I I understand that there's a thought process here where they're like well if they're here I know that they're safe and if they're gonna do it they might as well be here where they're blah 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 and I'm like no yeah part of, part of being 17 years old and having sex is trying to figure out where to do it all right you wait till the parents aren't home like everybody else yes. damn it or you sneak over to so-and-so's house like I I, there will not be a point in my life where I'm like, okay, well, you're having sex, so you might as well do it here. Yeah. See, I could get behind that thought process if it's coming to like drinking. Yes. Maybe also super controversial, but like. No, I'm, I'm kind of the same way too. Like if you, if you're going to have like a glass of champagne on your birthday and you're, oh. you, you know, or, or get shitty. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Cause my worry is other people's kids. Like, yeah, it's one thing letting your own teenager have alcohol at mm-hmm. home. But like, and you're also trying not trying to catch a charge yourself. for it, That's what I mean. What like underage drinking or I don't know. Uh, it's something to a minor. I can't remember the term right now. Yeah. The charge. But doing something. Giving alcohol good. to them. Teens. It's not good. I mean, I remember when I was in um, high school in England. Yes. Um, The drinking age is obviously lower than it is here in the States. But. They, that was kind of a common practice that you would go to someone's house for like, in my case, like a girl's night, a sleepover, and we'd be watching The Notebook and drinking Smirnoff Ice, and it was fine. And I do feel like I maybe didn't rage as hard as other kids might Yeah, age. so that's actually been like a big thing, like since other countries have such low like drinking ages, um, that, that helps them, I don't want to say like get all the crazy out early on, but like, you know, since here in the States, since it's, it's relatively high being 21, like people tend to go insane yes. and then go insane for several years, which yes. leads to, you know, like health problems, super dangerous activity. Yes. Do you think that's like legit since you've lived oh, in yeah. other countries? I think it's yeah. 100% legit. I think we need to lower the drinking age. Um, I think it's absurd that you can uh, vote. Like we're like, well, we'll trust you to pick the representatives of our government or go to war and get blown up or have a child. Yeah. It blows my mind that you can literally get married and have kids before you can drink. Um, I think, well, I think that it's crazy that you could join the military. That's, be in the military for several years and still not be allowed to drink. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I can just go get blown up. But, can't but have a beer. I can't have a beer. It is pretty wild. I actually think that the age limit on drinking should go down and we should have to be older to get married. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I've said this on the podcast so many times where I'm like, you shouldn't be able to get married till you're 21. Switch the drinking age and the marriage age. And I think the country would be better off. Yeah. There would be less divorces and less binge drinking. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think it, I don't even think it's a matter of getting the crazy out. Like you said, I think when alcohol is not seen as such a taboo thing that like when you start drinking like in high school, 
you're generally not drinking because you're like, this is a nice glass of Cabernet. You're oh, drinking because no. you're like, I want to get shitty drunk. It's yeah. the one day of the week that I'm out here. My parents don't know where I am and I'm going to get fucked exactly, up. Exactly. Because that was your one chance yes. for who knows how long. It'd probably be different if it was like, you can have a glass of wine, you know, at you Ruby Tuesdays with your mom. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Does Ruby Tuesday still a thing? I know there's I one in J-Bell. No there is. And it's, I do remember their salad bar being absolutely fire. Hmm. Fire. I feel like it was literally on fire. We had to leave. Yeah, we had, we had to go. That's why there's no more Ruby yeah. Tuesdays. I <laughs> definitely have never been to one of those ever. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I remember it being really good. I fell asleep in a Ruby Tuesdays once too. Sober. Did they have a laundry room there? No, no, it was in the booth. Oh, it was in the booth. Like, there's probably something. Wait, very, how old were you when you like fell asleep? Seventeen. Oh, wow. Like one of those nights where it was like, bef- like the like we were getting ready to go out. Well, not go out, you know, go to someone's basement and drink. Because okay. where can you go out when you're not 21? Um, but yeah, or not even 18. But yeah, I remember falling asleep in the booth and everybody. There's probably something wrong with me because I can fall asleep anywhere. That's nice. I can't fall asleep at all well i mean this last week i've been able to i was gonna say i think we found the solution to sleep uh problems just come parent my children and you will be emotionally drained to the point where you cannot stay up past nine yep yeah good times good times i mean Mm -hmm. matt matt goes to bed before me most nights man yeah but he's also getting older he's pretty old he's got old bones Mm -hmm. old Mm -hmm. bones old brain that could still whoop my ass that's right he's a funny boy i'd love to have him on the podcast but like no yeah absolutely not um i also wanted to talk about what you thought about christian pregnancy centers um such as the source which is apparently a pretty well-known um umbrella of christian pregnancy centers uh taking is it title 10 it's basically federal funding um, that Planned Parenthood turned down because they did not want to adhere to the Trump administration uh, rules regarding that which has to do with Providers not being allowed to make referrals for non-emergency abortions, which in the wording I believe included anything that wasn't incest, rape, or life-threatening. So basically, if they just went in there and was like, I needed an abortion. Planned Parenthood could not make the referral. Okay. If they took this money. Right. But technically, even before the Trump administration, the federal funding couldn't actually go towards the actual abortion. Yeah, it has to come 100% out of pocket. That was controversial. But now that Planned Parenthood is refusing these funds because they don't believe in the rules that were Mm -hmm. put in place, a bunch of Christian Christian pregnancy centers are taking, going to try and take the funds and use these pregnancy centers as more of a proactive rather yeah because they're providing contraceptive yes yes, yes. <laughs> now uh but no plan b no that's, morning after pill that's fair yes that's because fair. Uh, to many uh people they believe that it is an abortion and um it's obviously not uh in the traditional sense but if you believe that life begins at conception yeah you know but if you believe that then i mean and this is something i always kind of like grappled with as somebody who does believe that life begins at conception I sound like such a such a fuddy okay. duddy. Um, I do believe that, um, and I'm not saying that I'm anti-abortion or anything like that. I'm just saying that's that's what I believe personally. Um, IUDs, technically, like a copper IUD, which is what mm-hmm. I had, um, 
technically you could say that those are basically like little abortions because it basically flushes out any fertilized eggs um yeah i did not know. now i think i want to say now i should know this better because i had one in my body for like four years uh, <laughs> was that gross that was a little gross i'm sorry i was in no in it my i've literally known so many people that have had those okay the copper is supposed to act as kind of like a spermicide mm-hmm. in a sense um and then if that doesn't work it's like a second mode of defense where it makes the lining of the uterus basically nothing Shit. sticks. Yeah, it shits. So a fertilized egg can't implant itself in the uterus. So it's like you could very well have many fertilized eggs every time just flushed out. Mm-hmm. Potential babies. Mm-hmm. So as someone who believes life begins at conception, that was always a little bit of a like a little bit of an moral conundrum to me. Cause I was like, I really yeah, I was like, I really don't want to have another baby, but I also don't want hormones, but I also feel kind of bad because there could be a fertilized egg anyway. Enough about me. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's a good thing? Um so basically what came out of this was that they are now providing like uh the pill. Or well not that, necessarily the pill, but they are saying. I think the pill as well. Um, uh, IUDs, just, just yeah. forms of contraceptive, and preventative they said, stuff. Yes, preventative measures. Yeah, I think that's fine because I feel like, I mean, I, I'm somebody that likes to be like proactive. Like that's how right? I like to live my life. That's like how I like to be at work. And that's how you everything. are in every aspect. You're very yeah, prepared. I like to be proactive. Or yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, it's a Christian center, so that's probably how they were going to behave to begin with. Honestly, mm-hmm. the fact that they're providing like this service is fantastic. Yeah, it's because pretty it used cool. to be that a Christian pregnancy center is a place that you went when you were pregnant, and they basically counseled pre-ne- you to yeah. keep it. I don't mm-hmm. even know if they provided prenatal. Oh wow, care. I think that's something that 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 was also in the articles they're discussing that some of these places want to start to provide low cost or free prenatal care because they're like, well, and there was one person in the article who was quoted as saying basically like we need to rebrand the uh and she didn't even say pro-life she said anti-abortion oh she said we need to rebrand the anti-abortion movement as being kind to the mothers Mm -hmm. as well as worrying about the child which i think that's pretty good one to agree with i i know that barking's gonna pick up so anyone who hears that that's, that's the trash bag dog duke um so yeah, I think it's great. I think if you're going to preach uh, adoption and parenting as a uh, and and try to veer away from abortions, then yeah, you got to be proactive about it. Or yep. you have to provide support in order for the person who because birth control fails. Oh yeah, all, all the time. Oh yeah, I someone who got pregnant with an IUD, which has like a ninety nine point nine percent success rate. Um, Sometimes things happen, and I like that they. Uh, let me pull up this article. It was fant- it, I was actually very impressed reading it because I was like, this could actually make a difference. Because you have people who just are so anti-abortion that they they tend to they tend to swing so far in that pro-life direction where they they forget that the mother is the person who yeah. also needs uh help and assistance. yeah they put 100 percent on the 
Yeah. Well, and they're like, we'll use birth control. Well, birth control fails. Yeah. Well. Also, it's not accessible to everybody. Exactly. That's the other thing. I mean, that's just the truth is that birth control does cost money. And I and I and I never understood people who are like, oh, well, if you can't afford birth control, you shouldn't be having sex. I think as a that's country a with the amount of money that we have, that we can allot to different programs, I don't see why birth control shouldn't be completely covered. Right. Like, if we really want to lower the abortion rates. If we really want to lower the rates of child abuse, children in foster care, I know there's no way to block it out. Everyone's <laughs> going to hear them barking. Okay. They're just, and I don't want to yell at them uh, because that'll be even louder. We don't yell at dogs here. We don't yell at dogs we are ever. Kind. So yeah, the source is the name of the centers that are trying to, uh, trying to grab that federal yeah. money. Baby. I mean, I definitely think that's a step in the right direction. Like I can't, I feel like we can't really be mad at the fact that they're not going to provide yeah. every service. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fact that they're providing what they're providing, is it's pretty good. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. And I and this was like on the same day that I read an article where they were talking about like Colorado abortion rates were like steadily declining mm-hmm. since they made birth control. I can't remember if that was, it was completely free or just like really accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that... <laughs> barking aren't like it aren't like uh teen births like going down across the board too like as far teen as teen like, births in the have been on a decline for a long time well that's good yeah that's teen great. births have been on a decline for a very long time um and people it's it's kind of like the whole thing where people are like talk about like what the world is coming to and all these things like pregnancy or or uh teen pregnancies are at a, a low right now and um so is violent crime so it's like <laughs> If you actually want to look at like the numbers, things are getting better. I think it should just it should just be something that we should make make the funds available for. Mm-hmm. Like if someone wants to be on birth control, let them be on birth control. Let's cover it because the alternative is abortion or children that aren't wanted or able or are not taken care of properly. Yeah, and also people are always like well you could always let your you know give your baby up for adoption it's like okay cool and how long are they going to be in the system how do you know if they're going to a good home and you can't use the the, there's a screening process like there has been so many kids that have been adopted out into terrible terrible families yes let's be real like there's no guarantee with that it's absolutely terrifying like that's that's one of that's a really big fear of mine like yeah and maybe it's not it's not my biggest fear obviously something like losing my children definitely is like the biggest fear but like the thought that something would happen to me that they would end up in foster care is terrifying to me because yes i know there are wonderful foster parents but it you just don't know um and i'm just grateful uh, as someone who's never had to be in this position where i was contemplating like what do i do what do i do with a pregnancy um i can't really speak from experience but i can say that if the pro-life or anti-abortion movement whatever they're calling themselves really want to lower the amount of abortions they need to move away from just looking at the abortions and look at how to prevent them and accepting that it needs it it needs to be this like overhaul and -hmm. not just getting people who are poor or not well educated or sometimes it's just laziness Sometimes it's not giving a fuck. Sometimes it's stupidity. Sometimes it's drugs. Sometimes it's alcohol. People don't take birth control or don't use it properly for a variety of reasons. And yeah. you can't control that. But, I mean, if the end goal is less abortions and less children in the system, birth control. And um, and then 
if the end goal is all of those things plus less child abuse plus less kids growing up in dysfunctional homes it's also resources for parents after the baby is born yeah i don't know that's where i get really into like social programs like anything that helps kids i'm Mm -hmm. like down for i'm like i don't give a fuck i'll pay more taxes yeah i don't care and by me i mean max i don't have a job (laughs) (laughs) what up (laughs) yeah yeah but i have worked before so i've paid taxes i've paid a tax you're like yeah i did i did a tax i did a tax once once, so Mm -hmm. i can talk about this yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah well yeah so ta is creepy instagram's creepy no more likes. Yeah. Christian pregnancy centers are going to start giving out that IUD, which is what I call IUDs now. I just right. made that up. IUD. I'm, I'm cool with it. IUD in the I youth. support it. And um, I'm going to lock you in the room and not let you leave because you live here now. Okay. That's I'm fine. I'm so glad that you're okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. I just need... um. Mm, probably another blanket because it gets cold in here <laughs> i'm sorry i probably could turn up the heat but you know no that's cool all right more blankets well anyway i guess we can like sign off for now we did right. it we finally recorded an episode hell yeah <laughs> yeah all right well thanks for listening mom <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say rachel has some really good stories and um apparently my uh, went to Vegas last weekend and has some really good stories to tell. So maybe, maybe she'll be. Oh more. yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, follow us on the social meds and like, like just leave me a fucking review on iTunes. <laughs> it makes a very big difference. I will, I will get on my iPad when I get back to Texas and leave a review. Like, like, I love, oh, wow. like, I mean, listening to the podcast is the greatest thing anyone can do. The second greatest thing mm-hmm. anyone can do is leave a review because the more reviews we get on iTunes, the more accessible. Make it a good review. Yeah, no, if Five you write stars. me shit, I will, I, I have a very fragile ego and I will cry. We have military connections, so. Yeah, don't fuck I'll find with us. you. I will egg your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eggs are expensive. Oh, well, yeah, you're eggs. eggs. Like, do you know what a chicken has to go through to lay an egg? Dude, That's so fucking rude. Our cars have been egged so what? many times. So many times. Why? Because people are fucking assholes. People suck. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>